What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. a spinoff of the Two Guys Five Movies podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. And tonight, Frank, what movie are we going to go ahead and cover? We're going to talk about 2018's Mandy. Okay. Um, I know nothing about this movie other than that it's a horror movie and apparently you like it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, directed by uh, Panos Cosmatos, who is um, George Cosmatos' son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Guy's only directed one other movie. Uh, George P. Cosmatos. Yeah, George P. Cosmatos, uh-huh. right. right, right. Um, directed Tombstone, I think, right? Is George Cosmatos? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Panos Cosmatos directed a movie called Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is a pretty good sci-fi horror movie from like 2010, maybe. It's 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 been a while. Um, this movie kind of came out of nowhere uh, towards the end of 2018. Um, it's a... Uh, like psycho religious almost i don't know like nordic spiritual horror movie about a um Nick Cage plays a guy Red Miller who's um maybe the best Nick Cage name so far Red Miller yeah, yeah. um he works in uh I think it's like the Pacific Northwest is where it takes place um works as a logger uh lives with his girlfriend or wife maybe um, who's this like really talented artist? Um, it's implied that he had a really rough past, like possibly in the military service, but he's done some bad things and she's kind of like calmed him down and like, whatever, like soothed his savage soul. Um, there's this religious cult led by this guy who's a failed musician, kind of like a Charles Manson esque sort that believes that he's the chosen of God who kind of like takes a fancy to her. So his group summons um, a gang of demon bikers to like attack their house and sort of restrain uh, Red and take Mandy um, so he can like take her into the cult and like make him make her like one of his women. Is this cult leader, the actor, anybody that I would know or anything like that? No. no? Okay. Honestly, the only person that I knew in the whole movie was Nick Cage. Oh, okay. Um, the only other person really associated with the movie that has any kind of like notability is uh, Elijah Woods, one of the producers on it. Okay, okay. So demon bikers. Um, so Mandy being like strong willed, um, she gets like dosed with some kind of like psychotropic like wasp poison or something, but she rejects him when he like kind of offers himself to her, and he freaks out, and they burn her alive. What'd you call it? Psychedelic what? psychotropic wasp poison wasp poison yeah okay. it's like some okay. giant blast black wasp i think is what they call it okay so they stab nick cage leave him for dead um he basically like through force of will like he's tied with barbed wire like around his mouth and his wrists like to a tree frees himself like freaks out gets drunk 
and then goes to his friend and gets his old like hunting crossbow and forges like this giant steel battle axe and basically goes and slaughters everybody and that's really the whole movie okay um and well, it's, that's that's it every, it's two hours week. long so number one it's it's one of the most like brazenly experimental movies i've seen in a really long time like it's like like jodorowsky level like experimental in terms of just layering of images and mixture of like hand-drawn animation and um digital effects and like in camera you know like superimposition and stuff and just really like oversaturated like color palette and i don't know it's just it's it's insane like all of it but still manages to not be like pretentious or amateurish like it's really controlled and powerful and lets nick cage be like his absolute like like most like batshit like screaming at the camera type but still like has some nuance to it where he's very controlled at times and really like at the end when he's like basically murdered everyone and he's standing over the like getting his final revenge on the cult leader and the cult leader's like basically like trying to either like plead with him or threaten him or cajole him into letting him go and he's like you know i have god's will in my heart and the cage looks down and he's like covered in blood and he says no i'm your god now and then just like snaps his neck and it's fucking awesome <clears throat> um i don't know it's and this works like dude it's cage? amazing like it's so good and his performance is maybe the best thing okay. that he's done in i don't know like 20 some years like it's really good and it's only because, like, he's so, I think it maybe if he respects the director or if he's, like, not just let to be, like, Nick Cage, but sort of given some direction as to, like, where that needs to go. Mm-hmm. Or if he, I don't know, maybe, he like, he believes in the script or he likes the character, he's able to control it a little more. But it's all these things that you would mock in other movies where it doesn't work at all in other movies where it's just, like, perfect here. Like, in, in essence, I mean... I don't know. There's a lot of similarities to his character in shit. Not really anything because it's such a crazy fucking character. But some some little bits of like the Wicker Man in the way and the way he like acts. Maybe face off a little bit too. Okay. In his um oh shit, what's I can't remember what the bad guy's name is when he's doing that character in Wicker Man or in um face off. Um. He doesn't look like sickly or bloated or washed out or anything. I mean, it's very like his eyes are really like bright and focused the whole time. It's just it's, what kind it's, of hair does he have in this movie? Uh, unkempt, like just normal person hair. Oh, okay. I mean, he's, he doesn't do like the long hair here at all. Nah, it's 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 a pretty short. Sounded like, like a long hair character. Imagine, like, somebody with just, like, a standard, I don't know, like, white dude's haircut with kind of a little bit of a receding hairline that's gone, like, a month beyond, like, getting it trimmed. So, it's, like, a little wild, but it's not, like, long. It's just, like, kind of shaggy on so, top of his head. I mean, he's he's soaked in blood and, like... So, me, when I haven't gotten my hair cut in a while and, like, I just wake up? Yeah. Okay. 
And he also, so a lot of, one of the weird things is like, in a lot of his movies over the past like three years, he has like a Hollywood Hogan fake beard a lot of the times, or at least that's what it looks like. It looks like a sprayed on like. I've seen pictures of that. Absolutely. Like felt carpet looking thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. And here it's, it it, it definitely looks like he like grew the beard himself because you can see like. I don't know, like, it, it's it's uneven and, like, untrimmed, really, and it's not, like, long, like a beard beard, but it's, like, like, maybe, like, a week's growth or something, and just, like, <laughs> his face gets covered in blood, and it's, like, you can see the hairs, like, sticking out through the blood, and they're all matted together, oh, my mm. God, it's, but there's, there, there there's a scene in the movie, the scene where they break into the house, and they've restrained him, and the cult leader's kind of, like, telling his philosophy to Mandy. <clears throat> that's one of the most like tense and i don't know just it's like maybe like a five or six minute long scene but it feels like it lasts for like 45 minutes because it's so like you're just waiting to see like what happens because he's so crazy and menacing and it's filmed almost in like a like a double exposure sort of because everything's like blurred because it's sort of emulating the fact that she's kind of under the influence mm -hmm. that's the other thing too so the um <laughs> they summon <clears throat> they summon the demon biker gang by blowing like this i don't know like relic this horn that like summons them from like the shores of like the river sticks or whatever um so there's all this like mysticism in it <clears throat> and they they have like a supernatural feel to them like they're difficult to kill but nick cage almost becomes like the embodiment of i don't know like like again it feels like very nordic like all of it like it's i don't know he's just some like conquering like viking almost just like laying waste to these people and like beating them down with his axe and i don't know What's your prediction on if I watch this movie, whether I would like it or not? I don't think you'll like it as much as me. Just because I know... I mean, there's stuff in there that rivals things like Holy Mountain and El Topo in terms of just... It's just like, here's like a series of images that aren't necessarily narrative. They're more... I don't know. Mood. like it's 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 more metaphysical and there's there's one scene that basically looks like one of those velvet paintings like come to life that's just ridiculous like it's a really ridiculous scene with a tiger like roaring in the background and then that like i don't know it it feels like a it feels like a commercial for a doom clone in like 1996 Kind of. I, I can't explain it See, any other way. See, the very little that you told me last night about this movie and then how you're talking about it right now, it sounds completely absurd. Mm-hmm. And that you like the absurdity. Well, no. So, the, the thing is, is that... So, it sounds like you... It almost comes off when, you, when you're when you talking about it that you like it ironically. So, if, if it was absurd, it would be, like, ironic. <clears throat> if it was absurd, but it still was fun, it would be more ironic. Mm-hmm. It should be absurd, but every single thing makes sense within the context of it. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It's like, think about, I don't know if you watched the last Devil's Rejects movie. No, uh, I never watched from Hell. But no, the, I never watched like, it. You think about that trilogy and how ridiculous House of a Thousand Corpses is, but like how Devil's Rejects is kind of the polar opposite of that. Like, it feels grounded, even though it still has some of those same 
like tropes that he loves in it like he grounds it in like this very like realistic like gritty yeah style. absolutely it's what makes it good and so it works like right. the entirety of it like this is similar to that where oh, okay if it wasn't done so well it would be just ridiculous and you would just kind of like laugh at parts of it and but it's it's tense like the entire time and it's a two-hour movie that feels like it's like seriously like 45 minutes long i mean like there's moments where you're like like he just like holds that tension and builds it for so long and you're just like waiting to see like what the payoff is for it but like all in all i mean it's i don't know it's um like i i genuinely think it's a great movie and it's one of my favorite movies of the past like five or six years Really, and I—I I mean, it came out of nowhere, sort of. Yeah. It was kind of. And where is this available that you watched it? <clears throat> uh, it's on Shutter okay. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's actually a Shutter exclusive, so it was released limited theatrical release in eighteen, and video on demand like simultaneously. Okay. I think September of eighteen is when it came out. It was towards the end of that year, um, and Shutter has it ex- as an exclusive, but like. I mean, seriously, one of the best revenge movies. Um, it has stuff that rivals, uh, like, things in Hereditary, like, in terms of their visual impact. Hmm. Like, there's a scene at the end where he's kind of... And this is, again, like, why it reminds me of, like, Nordic myth, because it almost feels like going into, like, the Yggdrasil or whatever. Like, he's, like, descended into this, like, subterranean hell or whatever and, like, has found this guy and then, like, burns down his lodge. Like, all the things that Midsummer tried to do at the end of the movie. Right. Like, it does in two scenes with, like, so much more impact and skill in some ways. So, I mean, I hope that the... I hope Cosmatos makes more movies because I really, really, really... So, is that his debut? No, no, no. He oh. did uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow in 2010. Okay. Which is good. And I think that's on... It was on Netflix forever. It might be on Prime now. I don't know. It's 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 probably available to stream somewhere. Because it's been available to stream for the better part of a decade at this point. Um, and that's a really good movie, too. Like, it's he's very much into, like, the cosmic horror element of things. But um, this is, like, cosmic horror, but then, like, grounded. Mm. And just the, I don't know. Because it's not really about, like, Christianity or it doesn't doesn't tie itself to one specific, like, religious ideology. It just, like, almost creates its own. And it's, I don't know, it's it's amazing. Seriously, like, like it, it's it's pretty bloody, so I don't think that everyone would be into it. Like, there's some pretty <clears throat> pretty graphic death, including Nicolas Cage jamming the sharp end of his axe down somebody's throat and, like, basically like, splitting them open through the mm. mouth, which is pretty, um, like, they don't cut away from it. Like, it's, it's pretty graphic. But Like, on a scale of the one scene from Bone Tomahawk, like, if that's a 10, like what level are you up to uh, there's there's it's there's scenes that are like that okay right. um but like bone tomahawk is done in a cinematic way where it's not gratuitous it's yeah. like everything fits within the right the story that it's telling uh, yeah. like you never think like oh okay well you could have yeah <clears throat> done that differently or like that was just uh whatever titillate um it all feels earned you really want him to kill all those people by the time he gets to that point mm. and Considering that it, I mean, because there's a there's an early scene where they're talking to each other in bed, like they're sharing like things with each other, him and Mandy, um, before the cult invades, um, and it's really poignant and well done, and like it builds, uh, 
<clears throat> a sense of investment in these characters and i don't know it's just it's it's really good it's definitely worth seeing yeah figure like every like five or six we got to talk about something that's actually a good movie so <laughs> so people just don't think you hate nick cage i love nick cage I, but I he's know, in some you really do. bad shit mm -hmm. i'm right. actually like the more i watch nick cage movies the more i appreciate him as an actor i think mm -hmm. but the more that i just don't understand like any decision he's ever <laughs> made really so i don't know so Another topic. Have you started reading the Nick Cage um, biography that you? No, it was a rough week, so I didn't yeah, really so haven't gotten into it. Okay. I was thinking about reading that a little bit tomorrow yeah. um, while I'm cooking because it's, it's pretty short. I think it's only a couple hundred pages, so it's probably not going to take me any more than like an hour or two to read it. Um, so I'd, I'd like to get through it, and then like we can start to talk about some more like <laughs> – off-screen nick cage nuance right yeah because i'd really just like a review of that book when you're finished with it well i, I so I, I i'm sorry i did read the first chapter oh, okay last week um after i downloaded it and it's really poorly written <laughs> so um uh-huh we'll see <laughs> i mean it asks the question is nick cage like a joke or a genius pretty mm. early on okay. so that's kind of uh i think the question we're yeah wondering about right i mean i think if if cage was someone like it would be a good i don't know like if like daniel day lewis and not not to say nick cage is anywhere near the talent that daniel day lewis has but imagine somebody that like has only done like six movies in the past 25 years but everyone is exactly the right role for him mm -hmm. like you'd be talking about nick nicholas cage one of the greatest actors of our generation i honestly i think it's just that he's made. What roles are those for Nick Cage in his career? Oh, he never. He doesn't do them because he doesn't. <laughs> he's not like he's not choosy. He's just whatever is whatever's there. Yeah, got to pay off that tax debt. Why do you think that? So here's a question. Why do you think that Nick Cage is kind of seen as a joke because of just taking all these different roles? But someone like Samuel L. is. Well, people will say, like, oh, Samuel will take anything. Nobody, like, thinks of less of him because it'll just take anything. Because right. you see an interview with Samuel L. Jackson, and Samuel L. Jackson is just, like, a cool dude. Mm -hmm. Like, he's taking roles to earn money, and you can judge that for however you, like, however you want to, yeah. you know, fill I mean, I know why I don't that. think of Samuel badly, and that's just because I know his history with addiction and i've heard him say that the reason he takes all those roles is because it keeps him working and he's grateful to actually have you know be clean and like have yeah. this career so he just kind of takes anything that's like offered to him and it keeps him busy and it keeps him his mind occupied so i mean like i kind of forgive him for that reason but i mean i think most people i don't think know that and but they don't think any twice about sam because and his go, bad roles go watch an interview with nick cage and he's a weirdo like when he when he speaks as so just, you think it's the personal aspect oh yeah yeah, okay. yeah right it's him getting married for four days or whatever and then getting divorced right. and i don't know naming his kid cal l and stuff like that like samuel jackson just feels like just a guy yeah you know i mean he's like super cool and somebody yeah. that like you know you want to listen to but you know he's just just a dude and nick cage is uh I don't know. I don't know. A demigod, maybe? I'm not, I'm not sure what he is. <laughs> well, I guess we'll try to figure it out another week. But well, you got 
about I don't know what a hundred more movies we got to watch. It's it's it's, it's quite a some that, of those that, we that don't, you have to watch. Yes, right, right. Some <laughs> of those we'll never talk about. Like we don't need to talk about Nicolas Cage and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like where he's not really in the movie, mm-hmm. where he's just in the movie briefly. Right. But I mean, it's probably like like ninety eight movies left to go yeah. through. Yeah, I think all those like little tiny roles that he has like burn one of the episodes on like just kind of like discussing those briefly. Oof, it's a lot of watching that week. Well, you know, I think you know those roles probably. There's some early stuff mind. in the in his career that I don't some stuff that I haven't seen. Really? Yeah, I can't remember what. I was looking at it the other day and there's a couple things where either I haven't seen it or I don't remember what he does in it. Mm-hmm. So I really would have to watch it again. Some st- there's also stuff like Moonstruck that I'm not really looking forward to watching or Moonstruck's a good movie. Yeah, I know. I just don't really care to watch it again. Okay. Like I've seen Moonstruck in my life and I think that's enough. But now I feel like I have to watch it again because Right. You you're you're in it now. Yeah. Right. But yeah. you should go see Mandy. You you should watch Mandy. I mean, you've had the access to watch it now for a while, so <laughs> Right. The power is yours, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll try to fit it in. I got I, I got a lot of movies I got to watch for the podcast here, and then I'm still trying to like watch other stuff beyond the podcast still. But yeah, I'll try to fit it in. Yeah, yeah. I got Money Pit. Well, I finished that right. One. Sorry. So you watch what you watch? Fucking Money Pit. <laughs> God, you were so angry about me watching the Money Pit. I just I just don't understand. Like why? I don't know. Yeah, but then I watched Chuck Norris versus Frankenstein. Sure the other day yep. so right but i make those bad decisions i don't know i ain't watching the money pit though <laughs> money pit's a good movie it's fun <clears throat> all right all right okay so any ideas on next week um i think we'll probably go back to ghost rider next week ghost rider okay um which actually i well yeah we'll we'll, we'll probably talk about ghost rider next week okay all right so okay thanks for listening everybody Yep. have a good night